Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Let the Madness Begin with William Coleman and Marshawn Taylor. Today I am joined by my special guest, Miss Baxter. How are you doing today? Tired, but I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> can't complain, can't complain at all. Oh man, so we had an interesting conversation and mm-hmm. before we get into that topic, which is never satisfied, can men and women um, be satisfied and pleased by the other sex with not talking about sex. Not just, talking about sex. Just in general <laughs> with each interactions. But w- let's do a recap okay. of um, last week's show. And I ended up watching a video. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Saharazad Ali. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, she's a, a, a woman that um, I'll tell my age. I seen her on TV around 10, but I'm, okay. I'm not I'm not going to sit up here and say, yeah, I knew about her. But she um, started resurfacing and she did an interview with one of the people in the so-called Manosphere, the Black Manosphere. And she, um, and I recommend everybody to go watch that because it was an interesting um, interview because he wrote books about how black men and black women interact with each mm-hmm. other. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, I ended up buying three of her books. Um, the other day, one of the things she said, and we talked about this, is that a lot of men who are in this so-called black manosphere who attack black women are hurt. That they really are just hurt and they're trying to masquerade their hurt because if they wasn't hurt, they'll have receipts saying that they have a successful relationship. Mm -hmm. So do you feel as though a lot of men in this area are hurt? And do you think it's important that if a man who, who's out here bashing women and stuff saying that there's no good women, they're high value, that they should have receipts saying that they have a successful relationship? Because she actually brought that up. She said, how can I take advice from you, you bashing women and stuff, right. if you can't show me a good woman? Right. So are you purposely seeking out the negativity? How do you feel about that? So, in, so specifically, are men hurt by women? Is that what the problem is? For her, she said. Actually, that's, hmm. she said that. That's that's very interesting. Um, I think I can believe that to a certain extent. I feel like I think we're we're both kind of like hurt, but I'll I'll stick to the men as far as this one is concerned. I, I think that that a lot of men are hurt. I think more than anything, a lot of men are hurt by their mothers. I think a lot of it starts with, you know, the parenting and the things like that. And there are just a lot of things, you know, I always pay attention to how people interact in general, you know, and of course, you know, with me being a coach. So just trying to figure out like, you know, their past and, you know, why they why they interact the way that they do. And of course, you know, knowing that childhood and stuff like that obviously plays a major part. And more and more, I'm realizing that a lot of men, the reason that they treat women a certain way and the reason that they have certain feelings and, you know, negative connotations towards women It's because of the relationship or lack thereof with their mother. And I think a lot of it makes sense. And I would even say, like, you know, our age group, I know there's, I don't know how much years there are between, you know, you and I. Um, I know I'm a lot younger. But I do know. Okay, I'll let you have that. Okay, fair, (laughs) fair. But I think, you know, in general, you know, we, we know that a large percentage of us did come from broken homes at the end of the day. And a lot of us, you know, came from living with our mothers. So we always talk about daddy issues. We don't really talk about mommy issues. And I think we don't realize that a lot of men, there are certain things they did not get from their moms, you know, who were working and taking care of the other kids and things like that. So, yes, I do think that a lot of men are hurt by women. But, of course, 
because of the relationships with their mothers, perhaps they chose certain mates mm-hmm. that and things did not work out very well. And now they're just so it started with their mother. OK, so you said something that I'm glad because she actually talked about that. She talked about how we choose a mate mm-hmm. and the purpose of us choosing a mate. In other words, she was um, saying that. A lot of men, you go out there, you want what looks good but may not be necessarily mm-hmm. be good for you. She mm-hmm. said women do the same mm-hmm. thing. We date wrong yes. and on purpose, and then we get mad at when we get the results that we was looking for. And she brought that up. Do you feel as though a lot of people, men and women, purposely date wrong just to prove that there are no good people out there? No, I would have to disagree with that. I To say that they purposely and intentionally date wrong no, I think because of a lot of just, you know, issues and maybe things that they have not tended to or realized, I, th- I do believe that a lot of us, you know, in general, we have a lot of sabotaging behaviors. I think we don't realize that sometimes we might repeatedly, you know, um, whether it's connecting with a narcissist, whether it's an emotionally unavailable person, whether it's all of these different things. Um, and I don't, I don't think we realize that we have certain things that cause the patterns and who we end up choosing but to say, oh, I'm just going to pick this old jacked up guy today? No, I don't think anyone goes up there and does that. So you believe that the people that we pick are actually a reflection of who we are? To a certain extent, absolutely. Whether it's something that we, um, whether it's something that we came from, whether it's something that we have not tended to, whether you know, again, something from our our past. You know, there are so many different things that prove why we end up choosing who we choose. I know a lot of people say, you know, you are what you attract. I don't believe that. Um, but you are who you entertain and who you allow to stay. Okay. And it says something about you to some degree. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So, and I just wanted to touch on that because we did talk about that and I thought it was very interesting. So, now let's slide into this. Oh, goodness. Can the opposite sexes satisfy each other? And... What really made me think about this is I, I ran across some that said that women cannot be pleased. No matter what you do, women cannot be pleased. Lies. So, <laughs> and, and, and the statement was, the goalposts will always be moved. So if you meet the requirements to please her, that she'll always push it back. Because in reality, she can't be pleased. Lies. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fair and say it's probably on both sides. Do you feel as though as a woman, sometimes you push the goalposts back just just, just to see how far the um, person will go to make sure that you are happy in the relationship? Are you asking me or just women in general? <laughs> well, I, you can I start was, with you and then, or you can start okay. with women in general and then go to you. I, okay, I'll, I'll touch on both. So, yeah, starting with myself, have I done that um, in the past? Absolutely. Yes, I have. There were times that I, I'm not going to say that it's not that I was never satisfied, but yeah, sometimes pushing a little bit because I wanted to know how much he loved me, how much he cared, you know, wanting that assurance that, um, you know, that he's not going anywhere, that we're good, everything's going to be fine. Not even so much that I couldn't be pleased because like materialistic things I don't, you know, really care about. I don't need, you know, like the trips and the whining and dining and stuff like that. But sometimes pushing limits, maybe emotionally and mentally, just to ensure that he was not going anywhere. Um, yes, I've, I've done that. I've come across women who have done the same. I don't agree that women can't be pleased. I don't, that just, it, I don't know. <laughs> now let me say this and I, I, I got to go on the, on the deep side 
kind of, again, just again, and keeping in mind, obviously, just my profession and what I do. When I come across, again, a lot of people who, again, in this generation, you know, coming from some of the single parent homes, some of us have some type of abandonment issues. So one of those things is, you know, you're just you're always fearful that somebody is going to leave, you know, and even if it wasn't a situation where, um, you know, people hear abandonment issues and they assume like, you know, like you're. Your father like left you at the fire station, you know, or something like that, or just some what it can be, you know, like I said, a parent that left the house, you know, it could be a divorce, a separation, just anything that happened that you're still thinking about. So again, in that case, there are all of these different things that actually stem from abandonment issues. And yeah, so in relationships and even friendships, a lot of times you're just you're afraid that that person is going to go. So in that case, no, you're you're never satisfied. You're always wanting to you're you're needy and you're wanting to ensure like, OK, but you love me. You're not going anywhere. Well, if you really love me, you would do this. Then it's like the person starts doing this. Well, then but you also never do this. And then we're adding to this list of complaints. Again, that was my problem. And I also know a lot of men and women who fall into that category as well. And I was even just recently trying to help out a male friend who went through the same thing with his ex. He was married to her and then they got a divorce and then he even got back with her five years later, but nothing he did was ever good enough. And I, I was like, and she's not, it's never going to happen because I could already see things that he couldn't see. Okay. I guess from the standpoint of a man, um, I want to say we can't be satisfied or we're never pleased. I'll say that we're always looking. And as men, I think we're always looking. And if we're all honest as men, it's not on. It's not that you purposely keep looking, mm -hmm. but you're always looking. Cause looking for what? That's the thing. Think about this. Have you ever seen a man who you say they're in a the perfect relationship and they just blow it up? And you'd be like, why? What was the purpose? And he'll look at you and be like, I have no rhyme or reason to it. Okay, so in some cases, yes, but in those that man had something else that he did not come to the relationship in a good place. Because there, there's something inside of you. If you have the quote-unquote perfect relationship, you have everything going for you at home in that marriage, in that relationship, and you went out and did something that you knew could possibly ruin it, that's a you problem. Okay. And like you said, so yeah, it's it's something about, but it's I think it's not men. It's like individually. What what is his issue? What is his problem? Like okay. I don't know. Mm -mm. Y'all need to keep still. <laughs> We're not doing this. <laughs> We're not doing this. What does a woman want? What does a woman want? What if you could say that there was a perfect package that a man can do? What would it be? Oh, Honesty. Loyalty. Um, those are like two consistency. Those are like the top three, three things that women really, really, we want you to be honest. We want you to be loyal to us and the commitment. We want you to be consistent. And of course, a lot of times, you know, when you think about like just falling in love and, you know, those initial feelings with meeting someone, there's something that you did in the beginning that even had us interested. We want you to keep doing whatever the heck you, you did in the beginning to even get our attention. That's what we want from a healthy standpoint. Okay. Now, of course, we have some of those situations where, you know, women can kind of see someone and create our own fantasy and we try to get you to fit that, but we're not talking about that. In general, <laughs> we're talking about honesty, loyalty, consistency. Okay. That is what we want from men. So here's where I say that's awesome. 
I like that. That but, is beautiful because that is true. I think both sides, we always look mm-hmm. at that. So why do we let all the other things misconstrue that? In other words, why do we allow what a person make get involved in that? Because they may, what if they don't make the amount of money that you have on that list, but they meet all that criteria? Why do they get pushed down? For a person who don't meet those basic, what I call foundation, mm-hmm. and you mad because you get screwed over. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, man, I thought you was this, but if you looked at, oh, they met the money aspect. Because there's a lot of people out mm-hmm. there. Because truth be told, the higher up you get in life as a status, the better your options are. And a lot of times, people in those higher areas exercise mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. options more, but... Why do you keep gravitating towards that when you know that there's a brother who's been down, who's been there, who proved the consistency, who proved the loyalty, who proved they love you, but you friends on them? Well, I think as far as like, you know, money and how that can, you know, cause certain things, there are a lot of people who still associate money with power. So in in those cases, it's like the more money they have, they now feel like they have more power. So now that also means I'm going to exercise my power to have all these different women or to change man and all this other good stuff. So we can leave those crazy people alone. (laughs) Um, What did you say before that? So you were saying... So I'm saying, because um, a lot of times when everybody says a core value, and, and this goes across the board with men and with mm-hmm. women, oh, we want someone that's loyal, yeah, okay, we so want someone that, okay. that's consistent, mm-hmm. we want someone that's just down to earth. We we say all because that sounds great, but we'll go for Cardi B. And on the men's mm-hmm. side, we'll mm-hmm. go for Cardi B. Mm-hmm. We'll go for Sweetie. And mm-hmm. then we get mad and upset when we don't get the results. But what we wanted really mm-hmm. wasn't there, but they had the look. They had the attitude. They mm-hmm. had what we wanted. Well, because a lot of people, we have, there are standards and there are preferences. There are those things where it's like, these are like the does, like the basics. I need these. These have to happen. These other things are like preferences. And some people can be kind of flexible with certain things. Some people have preferences where it should be standards and kind of vice versa. I think what happens a lot of times, we all kind of have this. You know, you can come up with like a list. You know, we know the basics of like a good man is someone who's going to be blip, 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 blip. Like we can list those things out. But of course, then you have some people who have been single for a while and people will start either settling because they're they're frustrated or whatever else. And then you might date down or you might end up with someone who doesn't even meet the list of what you initially said that you wanted. And I've seen men and women do this when it like even like you just said. So a lot of men, they can name how they want a, a good woman that they can take home to mom and all this stuff. But like they'll end up with the Cardi B's of the world and all this other good stuff. So... I think it still is individual. I think it still is based on each person. Okay. This channel As- loves Cardi B and we respect Cardi B. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So, if we ask ourselves, can we, can each sex have a uh, relationship and you know, satisfy each other. You brought up the list. Mm-hmm. Do you think the list helps or hinder people from actually being in a good relationship? Right now, um, of course, with me working with singles, I see the list hurting a lot of people um, because I think with a lot of people, the list is very unrealistic. I think with a lot of people, some of the things that they also want some of the things that they place above what should just be the standards is again it's really just based on 
Oh, you know, I went through this growing up and I never want to experience that again. This is why I want this in a mate. Or, you know, well, this is what my last relationship was like and I never want to go through that again. So now this is what I require in a mate. Oh, well, I'm never going to go through this. Or my last ex, you know, he did this and it was amazing. So I have to have this. So I think with a lot of people, their list is very superficial and it's definitely hindering them. Um, and, you know, and of course, there we go to the religion aspect when it comes to Christianity. Right. Because, you know, of course, right now, like everything is, you know, Christian singles and you have to oh, write the vision and, you know, God's going to give you the desires of your heart. And even if it takes five years and that man's going to come exactly everything that you wanted and don't pray over that list, you know, and all of these different things. So that's why, like, that's one of the first things I do, like with dating coaching, like I'm always asking, like, I want to see your list because we're going to make some changes to that list. Like, because if I don't like it, I'm going to tell like this list is keeping you single. Some people have started idolizing that list and i'm actually starting to see it a little bit more with men also so y'all are not as easy as y'all make it out to be you know some men are just like oh but as long as i'm being fed and whatever but i'm not gonna go there um but some of y'all you know you make it seem like y'all are so easy to please and you're not because and i've had men say that but i even i spoke to a couple of men when i was working on um I interviewed you for that book when I was working on that ebook a couple of years ago and doing that whole dating experience. And a lot of men who would just say, hey, like, as long as, you know, food and sex, I'm good. Like, as long as she feeds me and sex and loyal, whatever, like, nothing else really matters. Like, I'm easy. Like, but then it's like, I'm asking, like, all these other questions. And I'm like, okay, well, then what if a woman does this? And what if she does this? Okay, so you've never dated a woman who had sex with you whenever you wanted, who also, you know, fed you. I mean, well, yeah, but she also did this. But yeah, but it was something about, and I didn't like, so then it's not, so y'all y'all are not as easy as y'all think y'all are, to please. Oh, of course we're not. We're liars. Um. <laughs> hey, there you have it, folks. He said, thank you all for It sounds good. Me. I mean, it sounds good because if you look at it for men, and I, and I say this because the truth of the matter is, for men, it's all based on, the relationship they have with other men as far as older men. Mm -hmm. Older mm -hmm. men had that philosophy because that was a different time. It was a different time. Of different things were expected from different sex. Mm -hmm. So that was passed down to us saying, oh, you did your woman. She cooked clean, mm -hmm. you know, she she take care of the home, you know, you get it when you need to, and you know, you good. Yep. You're like, you come yep. home, you good. Mm -hmm. And this is, th that, that philosophy it's, has jacked y'all up. Because we're looking for it in a world that is not ready to provide it. Hmm. Because now you are not just my helpmate, you are my competition. Hmm. Because now I have you in the workplace. Now I have you looking at me trying to put your foot on my neck to make sure I get promoted because you're getting promoted. Right. You know, we're, okay. we're working okay. the, the, the ladder together okay. now, which is different. So I still come into the table like, man, why don't you cook? You come to the table like, I got off the same time as you. Why right. don't you get in right. the kitchen? Right. Or I'm coming home. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm ready to snuggle. And you like, I'm tired. Hmm. Okay. So you want to go this direction. So I, I feel as though. We, 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 I think it's an adjustment that as men we have to make. And I, and I do believe that, you know, for the most part, we won't. And this is the other thing. And this is why I said Sir Harazai, at least she opened my eyes to this. And, uh, and another person did too. We want those traditions, but we don't put the women in position to have that. There right. comes and um, there comes a certain 
financial responsibility mm-hmm. to have those old school values now. Mm-hmm. And as men, I don't think we understand that. No. Because, and, and I'll be fair, even even in, in my mind at times, I was like, no, you can have both. You can't. You, if you want the old school values, you have to create the financial stability exactly. to have her removed. If not, guess what's going to happen? She's going to have to go. And yeah. you might have to bend and flex and you might have to do a 3 a.m., Y'all might have to schedule time all of a sudden, right. you know, and you you have to work on it a little bit more. And that's where I want to leave at. Do you think... You just said a, a mouthful. I know. So I, the, the question is, do you think men and women understand the inner workings of a modern day relationship? Because everybody's like modern day women, modern day men. Well, we're in the modern day, so that says all of us. So let's stop lying. Uh. So can we really put that to the side and say, you know what, can men and women work in a modern day relationship can we come to the table and say this is where we're at now? you can you can work in a modern day relationship i think at the end of the day but it has to be two people who have the same beliefs and have the same values that's what it all boils down to because even though this is modern times i still have a lot of traditional values that i'm just that's just who i am and i've made sure that i've you know, here recently, like I've only dated men who have a lot of the same values that I do as well. So there are still things that I believe in, though times have changed. So, you know, going back to even what you said, as far as, um, you know, what a lot of the, the elders in the family, like a lot of the men have taught y'all. That makes and I get that. And that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, and I, I dated one guy um, several years ago. And that was the reason, according to him, like why he could never be monogamous. Because he was like, you know, a lot of the men in his family were telling him, like, from the time he was 13 years old. Okay, now it's time for you to go have sex. Okay, now go have sex with the next woman. Okay, now even when you find someone you really, really love, like, lock her down, put her up in the house, like, make sure that she's taken care of. But you also got to know how to have your side chicks and make sure your side chicks. Like, and they were literally teaching him this. And I remember, like, when he was telling me, he was like, no, like, you laugh and I am. I was laughing because. I laugh at him. You laugh because you know it's the truth. Yeah. I have had similar conversations See? and I have been told that a man can take care of home and have the streets. He exactly. can do both. Yeah. Yeah, I see my friend Rashonda from school watching. I I, I could even I, name drop right now because she knows this. No, name. we ain't name dropping. So I do understand that. I'm gonna leave it alone. But and so it's crazy that a lot of things, like I said at the beginning of this show, from our childhood, from our past, and things that we were also taught. Now, even when it comes to so, as you said, you know, a lot of the men are saying, "Hey, find someone who is going to you know make sure that you are taken care of." Physically and set, you know, being fed and then taken care of sexually. But then, of course, on the flip side, modern day women are being taught, oh, there's more to you than food, you know, than, than cooking and sex. Like, so, yeah, go get that degree. Go start that business. Go do this. And, yeah, climb, you know, the corporate ladder, all of these different things. So I think in that case, yeah, it can be difficult. But again, it does not have to be. Because if you find two people who feel the same way about like, hey, well, I think we both should contribute equally to the household or, hey, well, I still think that I should, you know, as the man provide and you stay home and do whatever you want or you work if you want to or y'all have to agree on how that is going to happen. And I think in right now, a lot of people are not doing that. They are being led by, you know, love. They're being led by feelings. They're being led by being, you know, frustrated and single desperation, all of these different things. And it's causing them to just form these connections and then later on the things that y'all should have discussed early on y'all did not 
like finances and children and religion and taking care of the household. And that's like me. I don't, I don't have time for that. Like, no. So I know what I want and I will only connect with men who want exactly what I want. And if you don't, okay, it was nice knowing you. Where's your daddy? (laughs) So (laughs) you, you said something about the conversation and on this show and previous shows, we always talk about it's important to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, I will be the first to admit the first time I had that conversation was with Monica. Before that, I right. never had that conversation mm-hmm. with any other person that I had entertained. And that conversation is very important. Very important. And do you feel as though we don't have that conversation because in reality, we don't want the truth. We, we just want the image that's presented in front of us. Because mm. if you say that conversation is important, then why we're not having it? Because if I know it's important, it's important to know on where you stand financially, you know, I don't need to know your credit score, but I need to know if you go to the car lot, how much your down payment is going to be. Because I can tell if your down payment got to be over $1,000, your credit ain't so far. Now, if you can walk off the lot with no down payment, your payments are under $400. You got supreme credit. So I, 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 that's the, I just need to know that and vice versa. You know, I, I think that we don't ask these questions because yeah, in reality, yeah. we, we just want to see what's in front of us and that. That image of that person is what we hold on to. Yeah. So is it really that love and or because lust? people have it's definitely lust. Because a lot of people they don't even know what love truly is at the end of the day. So a lot of it they want the image that is in front of them, and a lot of them they're afraid to have those conversations in general because what if this person doesn't line up? Then it's like we've also made certain conversations very taboo. So a lot of people like they're just thinking, oh well, until we're married, I shouldn't even be talking to him about money, or you know, until she's my wife, I shouldn't be asking her if she can have kids. So yeah, a lot of these conversations like we have to have, and again, like that is something that I intentionally do like and I I do it one-on-one with my clients I created a class around it like understanding navigating you know every single stage of when you are first strangers up until marriage there are certain conversations you need to have at every single stage and that you know okay once we get to this stage we should be talking about this and if we realize at this stage we don't agree on core values core identity you know core beliefs finances and whatever else this is not somebody I need to be with So uh, it's so many different things that are causing us. But again, a lot of these things, we were not taught. We were not told to have these conversations. Like, you know, back in, like, you just kind of pick someone to be your wife and you kind of roll with it. The man took care of everything. And so many things are changing now. So we're not realizing that also means the conversations need to change um, as dynamics are changing. And just it's so many different factors that are getting in the way. And that's why I tell everyone, have those conversations. You have to have those conversations, but people are not. It's funny because you said the conversations that we need to have are still taboo, but I could be on a date and I could be asked how many women I slept with or vice versa. I could ask somebody. People's how many priorities people. are a little bit jacked. Okay. I would figure that would be more taboo. I could ask you what you what exactly. you like in those areas, but when it comes to, hey, you know, financially, how are you doing? I don't need to know how much you have in the, your bank account, but if you were to lose your job, could you maintain yourself for six months? And that's an interesting question because a lot of people can't. And then, but then that also goes back to, so if a man was to ask a woman that, you have a lot of women who are like, I mean, if I lost my job, it would be your job to take care of me. So why are you asking me that? Can you take care of me if I was to lose my job? And then some of y'all, y'all, like, y'all get upset if we start asking y'all about y'all's finances. That's because we was taught that you never ask a man about money. Who was taught that? 
That's what men were taught. Who said that? That's what we were taught. That's old school. <laughs> old school is men do not talk about money. You do not show them what you are holding. That is an old school value. If you, if men will sit around men and one man could be broken, he'll never let another man know. Well, letting another man know, that's different. But but that, that goes into in life. So as men, when it comes to money, we say, because when we started talking about money and how money and for us is a sense of pride and establishment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we don't talk about it. At least I say it like this. I know a lot of people are like, but there be people on social media. Those are new men. <laughs> new men. Oh, new men. Yeah, we got a new breed of men out today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, older men. And when I say older, I don't mean in age. Right, I mean right. in value. Mm-hmm. You, they have two cars. Yeah. You see the one car, and you'd be like, oh, they ain't got much. And then on Saturdays, they'd be driving the other car. You'd be like, oh, they got some money. Because they, they, <laughs> they, they don't show their money. So yeah, they don't yeah. talk about money. They don't talk about their finances to people because that's how they was raised. You don't, those are in-house issues. I do agree that modern day, we have to talk about that because yeah. so much impacts a relationship now. Like having a bad credit score can impact your mate. Because mm-hmm. if y'all get married and stuff, y'all trying to get stuff. So I do believe we do need to have those types of questions and answer it up front. Now, the one question I will ask while, while we're on the subject of questioning and everything, mm-hmm. why are women frustrated with men? Because like you just said, y'all are liars. You said it. And we heard you say it on camera. Just yeah, but I might be lying when I said it. Nah. <laughs> that was the one time you told the truth. <laughs> we are frustrated with men because y'all are liars. A lot of you, you lie. Um, a lot of you are inconsistent. Those are like the two main things. Um, again, like you said, these new men, we're, we're waiting on God to send the fresh batch of men. Because this breed of men today that a lot of us are encountering, when I say us, but that a lot of women are encountering are, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. And of course, when you, you know, you look at women who are getting married, you know, later and later, later and later, and especially black women who are getting married later and later. Um, a lot of men today just are not taking a lot of things very serious. Um, they want to entertain multiple people. They don't want to do certain things, but then they're expecting, even like we said earlier, they want sex and they want you to cook and they want all these different things they want to try out before, you know, marriage or commitment and whatever else. A lot of the inconsistency, I mean, the list can go on. I can ask some of these ladies watching right now, why are y'all frustrated with men? Because there's, <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of um, answers that we can come up with. There are a million reasons why we're frustrated. All right. And um, so... It's something that you you mentioned and you talk you brought up marriage. Do you think? And I and I'm asking myself this question for the men part, but do you think women value marriage? Do women still? Yeah, absolutely. Why do you feel that way? And I'll start with me with men. Mm-hmm. I say we don't, and the reason why we don't is because we say, "Have you ever seen a successful marriage?" So then you said, you brought up something else. You said these new men. Well, if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of these new men are raised by women. Mm-hmm. So are you getting a product of what you raised? But these women who raised these men ended up raising these men alone because of the men who right. are not there to help I raise. Agree. So it, it goes back to the men. So that's y'all's fault at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still all y'all's fault. That's not all men run away from their responsibilities. So. Not all, but we also know that, you know, back that kind of generation, like before, a lot did, you know. And, of course, we can go into, you know, different things in the right. government and why a lot of those things happen. But, yeah, a lot of women had to raise these children alone. So now, again, we are back to having a lot of 
men and women who are out here, you know, single, who did not have a father in the home. And then some just maybe didn't have a mother in the home. And maybe the mother who was there was, you know, working. And then, of course, there were some, mom, you know, drugs and alcohol and, again, hard work and all this other different right. stuff. So a lot of children who did not get what they needed. Now they're growing up. <clears throat> they're wanting marriage. <clears throat> they're wanting marriage, even if it's for the wrong reasons. I, I hate to say the wrong reasons. Even if it's not for the reasons that most people want marriage, but they're wanting marriage sometimes because of the, the loneliness or because, you know, they came from a broken home and they don't want their children coming from that broken home to, you know, maybe they want to compensate for whatever it was that they did or did not experience. I think that we as women, a lot of us, we do still value. Well, what do you mean when you say value? Because value can mean different things to different people. I like the way you said that because we had a conversation about value dealing with high value men. And I right. made this statement so, that value is subjective because if the world ends, you're more worried about a man that could fight, who could kill something, who could bring home, instead of a man who could put on a three-piece suit today. So the value system is, is <laughs> however, is, is interchangeable. For the record, a lot of those men who be wearing them suits and stuff, they'll get you killed all day. <laughs> If the world was to turn on upside down now, they'd be selling their booty right now because they couldn't, they oh, couldn't do what's nothing wrong for with you. Because it's the truth. A man that cannot kill nothing right now, if they can't kill now, when the world turns upside down, they can't protect you. It just is what it is. Let's just call it space space. But when I say value is when we look at marriage, and let's say let's look at traditional marriage. One thing mm -hmm. uh, I'm learning and I'm glad I'm. First off, I'm glad that I am I'm learning. My values are changing every day okay, now. Okay. I'm learning different things. It's like, man, I can touch your spirit. The institution of marriage is not the problem. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we say, well, we didn't ever see a successful marriage, so marriage don't work, so why should we get married? Well, the institution is not the problem. It's the people who enter exactly. into it. So if I build a house, and I, always, and, um, I actually came up with this yesterday. I'm glad for myself. Um, we build a house, brand new house. Foundation, you know, you survey the land, you lay down the foundation, everything, so you build up the house, got four walls, got a roof. So every 10 years, you're supposed to replace the roof. Mm -hmm. Or depending on where you at, if you're up north, it's probably a little bit because of snow, down south because of hurricanes, you know, so about five to 10 years, you change the roof. Inside, you have the paint, you have the walls, of course, in your first year, a lot of people don't notice your house grows. So it expands itself, so nails itself come up, that's why you have the warranty and stuff. The only way that house keeps its value it's what you put into it. Mm -hmm. So every day you have to do something from whether cleaning it to monitoring mm -hmm. the paint, stripping mm -hmm. off the walls and stuff. I think when it comes to marriage, that's where we fail. Yes. So we look at the institution and we're like, well, it's flawed, but the, it's not flawed. If something's been around forever, there's nothing wrong with it. It's the people who's entering into it now. Mm hmm so are we valuing the institution? Uh, do we put the same values and stuff into it? Are we walking into this agreement saying that, hey, you know what? I know that these words are not only just words, but they actually mean some. Are we doing that now? Are we just looking at it like if I try it and I fail, then oh, well, I tried it and failed. So even when it comes to value at the end of the day, it's almost like what value is in the eye of the beholder. Like, right. you know, we, we determine the value ourselves. So, of course, a lot of people, they value marriage for different reasons and they believe that marriage is supposed to go a certain way. Some people do the whole different strokes for different folks. Hey, what you do in your marriage is not my business. My marriage is going to go this way. So I do still believe that um, each person might value marriage for their own reasons. And I think when you look at the institution of marriage itself, again, obviously I can speak, you know, from the Christian standpoint of it all, um, because of course that's just where I stand. That's my beliefs. And I work with women who are Christians as well. 
even if we did not see whatever coming up, and I get that it can be kind of hard to, you know, kind of rewire and change some things. But at the end of the day, for those who are at least, you know, believers or whatever it is that you believe in, somewhere there is a blueprint for how something is supposed to go. So at the end of the day, like, and we're right now, I just feel like we're in a place where there is so much, there's like a plethora of information. Like there are so many different things that you can do in order to become knowledgeable in a certain area. And again, especially if you are a Christian, then you know what the Bible says about marriage. There are plenty of scriptures when it comes to marriage, when it comes to the roles of a husband, when it comes to the roles of a wife. So there's really not that much of an excuse unless someone is going to be lazy and they don't really want to put forth the effort to shape and shift something the way that they want it to be because they see that this is the way that it's supposed to go. But again, and I'm not saying that to, you know, of course, be insulting or anything, because again, I, I came from a broken home myself. So there were certain things I did not know. There were certain things I did not value. But again, being where I am now, at some point, you have to say, like, I want better. I have to grow. What else can I learn in this area? If you want this, what do you need to become successful in this? Like, and I feel like we do so much preparing with so many different things that we will research the car. We know all the tricks to our cell phones. We know when it comes to getting that degree, how many classes we need starting that business. You need to do this. This is how to make a candle. This is how to start a nonprofit. We research every single thing, but then it's like we, a lot of us claim that we want marriage and whatever else, but it's like, okay, so then why are you not doing what you need to do to also pour into that? Now, even before the house is built, you still need to know how to build the foundation. Right. So, mm, yes, women still value marriage, but to what degree and how well that, I, I don't know. Okay, that's fair. Um, and I know I made a joke and said no, men don't. Um, I think men... Some of y'all do. A lot of men do. I think the problem with men is, and um, <laughs> I have to use my um, my my um, favorite rapper right now, Young and May, and, and um, she made a statement that men are flexing for other men. And mm -hmm. I think that that's one of the issues with men is that we will be alone as long as our guys are cool, as long as, you know, you know, we got we're done with our men. And the reason why I bring that up is because I, I've been doing a lot of soul searching lately mm -hmm. and figuring out, you know, areas of my life where I need to improve. And one thing I learned is, is that I ruined a lot of relationships by just trying to hang out with the fellas mm. when they could have been just simple things. And one thing I have learned and, I, and grown mature is that as men, we are we we really are trying to impress other men. Yes, that that is I think that is our downfall because if uh, if we're hanging out with our other men, we and we and we could be like I got to call my woman. They'll be like, mm -hmm. and then next thing you know, we're not calling. Exactly, he got to deal I'm with so, that issue. <laughs> I'm so ecstatic to even hear you admit this right now because in a lot of men. Don't real like yeah y'all's y'all's friends your homeboys your dudes like definitely y'all y'all influence each other greatly and so a lot of men and I think and that's why some men are getting married later and later but and it's not always necessarily you know running the streets or whatever but and I also get it because a lot of you know a lot of men have the same friends that they've had forever right so whether it's you know it's just that it's like y'all know that those men are going to be there. Y'all know that those men have y'all's back, like all of those different things. And, you know, I have like a lot, and I know you're military. I have a whole lot of military friends as well. So same thing, you know, a lot of older men who have been, you know, military for decades, like these men, like these are the people I've been riding with for a while. So when it comes to women, y'all are a little less trusting. And, and sometimes not even so much trusting, but I think y'all are a little afraid to 
you know, commit and especially to get locked down or even when you do, you still allow your boys to influence a lot. And I, again, I've dated men like that as well. Like, you know, I've, I've listened to men get, you know, teased or whatever else. We're like, oh, you, you got to leave. And mm-hmm. she said, you got to do what? And I'm like, but I think sometimes y'all forget at the end of the day. Y'all boys can't do a lot of the things that we do. I mean, what they can, but that's the, that's the life you live. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because that that's that's honestly, if you look at a traditional male relationship, it is a relationship up to a part where y'all are not doing nothing. Y'all doing everything else but the act of, and a lot of the men, act of are we talking about sex? Yeah, the act of sex. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, a, a, a good male friendship because if he gets in trouble, he's calling him. He'll probably call his boy before he lets his woman. He'll probably be, he'll probably talk to, you know, and it's just being real. It is like that. But I think for men, that that's where our problem lies at when it comes to women. It's not that we don't want to be faithful to women. It's not that we don't want to be there for women. It's just that a lot of times we, we're, we're more susceptible to peer pressure. And even if you look at, in our community especially, if growing up in school and stuff, if you get a girl and your boys ain't got a girl, you know, they're already, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Then you find yourself trying to do those things mm-hmm. just to prove that you're down. And unfortunately, you, you mess up a lot of good things. So from the man's standpoint, I think a lot of men not only want marriage, I think they understand what it takes to it. But I think when it, you know, I was taught something. Sometimes when you enter in certain things, you have to let certain things go. So yep. when you enter into a marriage, you have to remove your friends mm-hmm. and you have people to enter, enter into that marriage. More, and it's more important for you to be around other people who are married. Mm-hmm. Because if I go, not every single friend is going to give you that advice exactly. because they haven't crossed mm-hmm. the threshold. And I think as men, that's where we make our mistake. And so as a man, I could, always, I could look back in my life and look be like, you know what? Yeah, if, if I... If I wouldn't have done that, if I didn't do that, matter of fact, if I didn't let my prize, uh, well, that pride, my pride, I tell people, I'm maybe oh, five foot seven. <laughs> if I'm, I'm maybe five foot seven, but my pride is seven six. Like, I'm, <laughs> if you just saw my pride, you'd be like, he is. Listen, <laughs> and that's the thing, like, and pride is what has killed, ruined, destroyed, like, so many relationships and even prevented so many relationships. That is one of those things that people really need to to get a hold on and, and just uh, pride. It just, it, I'm allergic to it because I just, I've seen the way it ruins so many things, but you know, and even the way that you said that a lot of like the outsides, um, you know, things that you don't want to let go, like men, women have a lot of those same things as well. And there are certain things that people don't realize that, like you said, you have to drop and release once you're wanting something else. And especially when it comes to, especially when it comes to a marriage, and I think, and that's also why a lot of marriages are kind of like, you know, in shambles and whatever else, or why some people have never even made it to that point, because they're even determining now, like, no, I'm not giving up my friends. I'm not giving up my homeboys. I'm, no, my, my mom is still going to come first. My daddy is still going to come first. My children are still going to come first. My career is still going to come first. So it's like they're going into it or not going into it, already determining what they are not willing to lay aside for the sake of marriage. Mm. So it's like, how are you expecting it to happen? Or how are you expecting that it's even going to be successful? Because you're not even understanding now, you know, the the sanctity of marriage and the importance of marriage and everything that goes along with it. So I will say, I I realize a lot of us are are outside, you know, factors and, and friends have, 
And again, I say us, but I use that loosely because I don't really, <laughs> I don't care about nobody. Once I get married, deuces to everything, everybody, my man, like that's that's it. It's all about him. I don't care about nobody else. Okay. So let's let's bring up. I always say an important topic. Oh goodness. Does money matter? Yes, money matters. And anyone who says it does not matter does not have money. <laughs> Either they don't have money or they got too much of it. I don't know. But, well, no, and they have too much of it because they think money matters. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, one thing I, I absolutely teach, there are four marriage killers. And one of those marriage killers is finances. And I don't think people realize that money is still one of the leading top causes of divorce. And at the end of the day, and especially if you get to the point, you know, like we talked about earlier, if you do not have those certain financial conversations ahead of time. So, yes, money, money matters. I, there's there's no that's the only way to say it. Money OK. Matter. OK. Uh, do you think money matters? It's that's a complicated. There's nothing complicated it's not, for men. It's complicated because do men do men really look at women for money? Do we actually put that in our list and say she has to make this? Like honestly, like and I'm, I'm really asking that. I'm asking myself that question because I've never heard a man say, "Yo, I'm looking for a woman that makes six figures." I've never heard a man say that. I have never. Honestly, God, I have never heard a man say that in my life. Now I have heard a man say, "You know, I want a woman who who works, or you know, I want a woman that contributes to us." But I never heard a man like really say she has to make this much, she has to drive this car. I never heard a man say okay. that. So for us, the money aspect is is complicated because I. Honestly, I believe a man, you know, a man would take a woman at any state as if he's sexually attracted to her. I, I believe mm. that if, if if he saw her walk in the street and he, he likes her, he would take her as she is. Now, he may not keep her as she is. <laughs> that may not last past a month because if she's going to arrive. I mean, but I think at the point of... Okay intersection where they meet I think he will take her as she is at that point and then he'll be like later on he will be mad that he overlooked everything see else. so now you're doing exactly <laughs> what we talked about earlier This you have to have certain conversations and you can't be so quick to look past certain things right? and then it's like <clears throat> excuse me of course then down the line you want to start bringing certain things up and it's like hey you met me like this like now all of a sudden it's a problem. Now all of a sudden we're having issues when you met me broke or you met me like whatever. So you gotta. We're not. We're not doing. We don't even have time to even go into all of oh, that. No, 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 no. No, because I, I, I want to go back and ask you this. So now, when it comes to money, would you say that as a man, are you more on the modern side or are you more traditional? And you know, I'll add to that, like with marriage. I don't know if you see yourself, you know, like getting married in the future or whatever. Like, but is that where do you feel? How do you feel as far as like finances when it comes to husband, wife? <laughs> Hope Monica's listening. <laughs> Hope she's listening. So for me, um, I started out. First off, I'll be honest. I never understood marriage. Okay. Even when I was married before, I never understood marriage, which is why I could say when I was married before. I didn't understand the vows. I didn't understand gotcha. the commitment. I didn't understand everything about it. Years later, now I understand everything. And so I, I, I'll say like this. I had a conversation with someone. And this is going to be a little off topic, but it's going to make sense. Um, 
and we was talking, and it was like, how do you vote? And I said, well, I'm independent, but, you know, I vote for my interests and things like that. So mm -hmm. we were talking about my interests and things like that. And um, they said, you know what, talking to you and everything, you realize you're more conservative than you are anything else. And a lot of people are. So mm -hmm. when I look at it, I'm more traditional. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that you need someone who can help you bring that out. And I think that that's where I'm at now well, with me and Monica is that I know I'm traditional. Mm -hmm. There are things I know that I want to do. I know that I, I'm in, it's in my heart to do things for her. It's in my heart to make sure she's taken care of. It's in my heart to make sure she's protected. It's in my heart for these things. So I have those traditional things. So now that's coming out of me more because she's bringing that out. Okay. So for me, I am traditional. To the point that I'm the type of person, and this, this may be arrogance, I don't want her to make more money than me. Okay. And, and you know, but she eventually will make more money <laughs> than me. Unfortunately, it's going to be and like how that. are you going to feel when she starts making more money? Like, are you going to feel, like, so, emasculated or, like, what? So, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of men are in this situation. Is I won't feel that way as long as we understand the responsibility and okay. the roles. So... For instance, the head will still be me. Right. Even if she eclipsed me in a certain area and things like that, she's never going to make more money than me because I will always make. But, and I mean that, I, I will I will literally rake a yard every week to make a $5 more than her. <laughs> I you promise you. <laughs> I am that, I am that, I'm that guy. But, oh my God, I cannot. But I, I think that when you understand your roles, it's not saying that, oh, I want to throw her in the kitchen and, and right, right, right. barefoot and pregnant, but when we come to the table, but in that she has to trust me to know that she can say that you're, you're, uh, you're in the position to lead. And that's one thing I've, I'm learning a lot more is, is that, and this is going to sound sexist. I don't care. Women want to be led. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be led, then the person who's leading you has to have the fortitude and the understanding yes. of how to yeah. lead. And so money doesn't matter. Because if you're the head, if she makes more than you, she's still coming to you because the decisions are still going to be made as a unit because she knows that you have her best interest. And I think that as men, that's where we fault, have a fault. That. And I know for a fact, me, even in, in my current situation with Monica, I still have to because it's not one thing. It's not like, oh. I, I secured it. Like we always say, we secured the bag. It's not that, oh, I secured it now and it's there. I know right. I have to secure it every day, every hour, every minute. I have to reinforce that I am the best decision. And you know, she made the right decision. Right. Because if I don't, then it's going to crumble. I can't, mm -hmm. I, can't mm -hmm. I can't relax on yesterday. Okay. And I think a lot of men, and including myself at times, we relaxed on yesterday. We're like, man, you already know what I did. And you're looking at us like... Yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> we talk about today. And and that's where I think, you know, if, if a lot of men were honest with themselves, we would literally say, you know what, we're not securing women as much as we used to. And that that's mm -hmm. where I think, you know, a big divide is as far as men and women. It's the fact that women want to be led. Yes. I have never met a woman that said that she didn't never want to be led. That she said, but I'm not going to let just anybody leave me. Right. So I think, and that, I think that's even with a lot of the ones who say that they will not, you know, if you want to even use the word submit, that they're not going to submit or follow. It's really just from a place of they've never met a man worth submitting to. Right. And someone who was capable of leading them. So I don't know. Now, would you say, so have you 
and her have y'all had these conversations where she agrees with your beliefs and your standpoint when it comes to the household and finances and certain stuff? We um we have had those conversations and um we hit a fence. <laughs> I mean we I mean but that's that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. But here's the mm-hmm. kicker. You come back to the table and you say, what are we exactly. willing to negotiate? So we, we've been negotiating. Okay, so if this happens here, bam, then we're going to do this. If this happens here, bam, we'll do this. Okay, uh, you have to, and then, you know, she used the word, I have to, I have to trust you more. So for this to happen, that's okay. There's nothing right. wrong with right. that because at the end of the day, that's what we're supposed to do. So for me, those conversations help. Like I said, first those time I conversations had, are I so never had those necessary and people don't understand it. Yeah. Like, and I had to have that conversation with, with this guy as well. And I'm not, whatever, but <laughs> I'm, I'm like going to marry him and have all of his babies. Okay. So awesome. y'all heard it here first, but you know, but same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we had to have those same conversations as well, because again, it's really, and if, if people don't take away anything else, from this whole show is just you have to have those conversations about everything about how you feel about marriage about your values about you know finances whatever of course it's a matter of knowing the perfect time and i think timing is the issue because a lot of people are having these conversations some people are having them way too early and it's prematurely like sabotaging i think potential relationships and then some people are having them way too late and it's like okay you've already wasted years Okay, now you're even about to get a divorce, all because the conversation happened way, way, way too late. So having those conversations are important. I'm I'm glad that I myself have, that I've I've learned that and I'm now okay with being vocal. And he and I, you know, being on the same page, talking about these things as well to make sure that we, yeah, all of the good stuff. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to wind down the show. I want to say thank you for um, joining us. And where can people find you? You can find me, of course, uh, Facebook, New Thing Life Coaching, along with Instagram, New Thing Life Coaching. But um, you can also connect at www.newthinglifecoaching.com when it comes to coaching services. And then, of course, God is Love Incorporated, our local nonprofit organization here in Charleston, South Carolina. Always looking for volunteers, sponsors, people willing to be a part for different things we have coming up. God is Love, Inc., inc.org. All right. And uh, on behalf of William Coleman, he will be back in studio. He's saving the world because that's what Superhero does. I'm my Sean Taylor. And we want to say thank you. Peace, love, and hair grease. To you or something. <laughs>